are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Monday show for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Cherry's episode tonight in New Orleans, the last episode before Hometowns, a Bachelor legend, I would say they're a legend in Bachelor Nation, calls out a troll. We're going to talk about that Barbie movie. I saw it. I'll give you my thoughts. And maybe get to some other stories in pop culture. And we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy feel-good superfood product called Cacao Bliss. You fall in love with truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate. We all like eating chocolate, right? Well, why not eat it guilt-free? This chocolate will help reduce your cravings, facilitate weight loss, boost your energy, and help combat inflammation with one simple, delicious drink. All you got to do is go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. Use promo code realitysteve for 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. That's shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve, and also that'll get you 15% off Earth Echo Foods, everything there. And if you can't remember the URL code, it's okay. Just go to the show description, wherever you listen to your podcast, click on the link, Earth Echo Foods, and it'll bring you right to the landing page to purchase your Cacao Bliss or anything else you'd like. All right, let's get going. Episode five of The Bachelorette tonight. It is the episode before hometowns. As we know now, Charity got essentially two less episodes than a normal season. A normal season is 11 episodes long, including the tell-all episode. In any normal season, episode eight is hometowns. In this season, it's episode six. Tonight is episode five. There are six men left. There is Aaron, there is Doughton, there is Xavier, there's Joey, there's Tanner, and there's Sean. Now, we all know Joey's one-on-one date in New Orleans was spoiled. That was the first day of filming in New Orleans, and we know Doughton's one-on-one was spoiled, and that was also the first, uh, the third day of filming. Back when I was giving spoilers, episode by episode spoilers, this was the big contention of I had information that there was a third one-on-one date and a group date in New Orleans because we knew that Joey's happened on April 6th and we knew that Doughton's happened on April 8th. And I knew that there was a date on April 7th. I assumed it was a one-on-one because of the past, which was every every season before the pandemic – when the bachelorette had six men before hometowns, there were three one-on-ones and a three-person group date. Assume that was the same thing. I knew there was a date. I knew it was in the bayou. It was in the spoilers. The thing that I got wrong was it's not a one-on-one tonight. It's a two-on-one. And what's weird is she keeps both of them, but not keeps them to go to a hometown. She just keeps them because she's indecisive, which is very, very bizarre because we all know this. Look, They can spin it any way they want. Charity can spin it any way she wants. She knew going into New Orleans that Sean and Tanner were going home this episode. Period. End of story. She knew it. So to give them a two-on-one in between Joey and Doughton's date and then keep them both and say, I haven't made my decision, it just makes no sense. I mean, it's dragging out the inevitable, and it gives them something different to do. And that's what had me confused the whole time. Because once I realized it wasn't a one-on-one, but it was a two-on-one, my whole point was, 
There is a date in between Doughton and Joey's, and I assumed it was a one-on-one because that's the way the show has always worked. Go look at the facts. And then I knew that there was a group date after Doughton's. So I assumed, okay, one-on-one in between, and I had the people mixed up because I thought Aaron, you know, because knowing that who the, we, we knew the end result of New Orleans, which was Sean and Tanner were gone. So I wouldn't think that Sean and Tanner would be on a two-on-one there, and that's where I was uh, mistaken. I just knew that there was a Bayou date. I knew there was a group date. So here we go tonight. Sean and Tanner get a two-on-one in between Joey and Doughton's one-on-one, and she doesn't give a rose out, but she doesn't eliminate him either. And then if you saw over the weekend, there was a clip released, and it's a date card being read by Joey while she's on Doughton's one-on-one, and there's four guys sitting there, and the date is with Aaron, Xavier, Sean, and Tanner. And Joey reads a date card that basically says, hey, hometown's coming up, or whatever it said. So we get Joey one-on-one, a two-on-one with Sean, and, and Joey gets a rose, so he gets a hometown. We get a two-on-one with Sean and Tanner where she gives nobody a rose, but she doesn't eliminate either of them. We get Doughton's one-on-one where he gets a rose, so he's he's got a hometown. And then you got a four-person group date where two guys are going to get roses and two guys are going to go home. Well, we know those two guys are Sean and Tanner. And after Joey reads the card, Sean goes to her room and Sean gets eliminated. So it's actually only a three-person group date with Tanner, Xavier, and Aaron. And we know that Tanner is the one that doesn't um, get a rose. So there you go. That's tonight's episode. And then already on to hometowns next week. The week after that is Overnights. The week after that is Men Tell All. And then the week after that is your three-hour finale. So, yeah, um, tonight, Episode 5, Episode 6 is July 31st. Episode 7, Overnight Dates, is August 7th. Episode 8, August 14th, Men Tell All, which tapes this Thursday in L.A., And then August 21st is Charity's finale that we know is three hours. And we just don't know yet when the Golden Bachelor starts. We know it's going to start. My guess is it doesn't start till September. They're going to wait because we remember we've got those two Mondays in September where ABC is running Monday Night Football. So I don't think they're going to start. I'd be surprised if they started Golden Bachelor the week after Bachelorette finale, which would be August 28th, and then take and have to skip two weeks because Monday Night Football is airing on Monday nights. My guess is both Golden Bachelor and Dance with the Stars, which are going to be on Monday nights, will start after those two weeks of NFL being on ABC. So keep that in mind. And then Bachelor in Paradise will be on Tuesday nights for two hours on ABC. Um, I wanted to talk about something that happened this weekend, which was quite disturbing. I'm sure you saw it. A lot of people did. I reposted it on my Instagram story. And that was Emily Maynard got a troll comment from somebody that kind of makes you sick to your stomach. And we know about the toxicity of people online. And sometimes they're basically hiding behind a screen name. This person wasn't, which good for them. Congratulations. I don't know if that makes you brave or something. To me, it makes you a moron. But anyway, under one of Emily's pictures of her family, 
the Instagram account Gynik, G-I-E-N-I-K, wrote, should have stopped at five in reference to the fact that Emily's sixth child, her son, has Down syndrome. I don't know what kind of human being has the balls to say something like that in a public forum. And you know me. I'm all for calling out people by name and by Instagram accounts now because we've gotten to the point where it's so easy for anybody to say anything behind a screen name when you don't know who they are and they have zero repercussions for anything they say. So Emily took a screenshot of Guy Nick's comment, took a screenshot of Guy Nick's Instagram page, and took a, found her on Facebook and took a screenshot of her Facebook page. And then Emily's caption read, Pretty sure I'm going to think better of this later and we'll end up deleting it, but this comment hurt my heart in a way that I really can't get past. At Gynick, just remember that even though you may not post your name or your Instagram, it doesn't mean you can post whatever hateful thoughts go through your head. Hopefully one of your friends or family members in Saskatoon will see this and have a serious talk with you about love and kindness. You are a mother. You should be ashamed of yourself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Emily had every right to put that person's name out there. Emily had every right to find her on Facebook, and Emily had every right to put her Instagram page out there. Now, at the time that Gynick wrote this comment and the screenshot that Emily put up there, Gynick had 6,358 followers. She's gone up to 6,502, but she has now gone private. A few of you messaged me saying, yeah, but her followers have gone up. That's exactly what she wanted. Look. Her followers going from 6358 to 6502 means nothing. She's not going to capitalize on this. She gained followers. Yeah, those 150 people should be embarrassed, you know, that, they follow, that they're following someone who has this much hate in their heart. But don't, don't be alarmed or anything by the fact that she gained followers since Emily posted this. It's not like she gained a million. It's not like she gained 100,000. She gained 1,500. She now has 6,500. Like, that's not going to, she's not going to be able to monetize 6,500 followers. She's a nobody, and frankly, she's a loser. But one thing she did do, because Emily posted her Facebook page, which showed her studied at the University of Regina, engaged to Brandon Dowling, she has now taken down her Facebook page, and she's gone from public to private on Instagram. Good. I mean, I wish she would get off Instagram. I wish people who said stuff like this had their account suspended for, I don't know, six months, 12 months. Instagram would never do that. It's unfortunate because they would have all day long. They'd be, you know, searching for people who said nasty shit online. But if you don't agree with what Emily did, you might want to spend a little more time in thought. And, you know, I, I, I cannot imagine for the life of me, Emily being the mother of a son with Down syndrome and having someone make that comment to her. How disgusting of a human being do you have to be? Honestly. 
I just, I can't, I know the internet is a very, very awful place at times. And we've seen some of the worst things said at the worst times to people, especially when it comes to Bachelor Nation stuff. But this? Who, I mean, who sees that and just decides, ugh, I'm just going to, I, she, I don't even know how to, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. But Gynick, Kelsey Gyne, you're a disgusting individual. I know Emily in her caption said, I'm probably going to end up deleting this. You know, this happened two days ago. She hasn't deleted it. I don't think she will at this point. And all you got to do is read the over 5,000 comments. Just scroll through it. Obviously, you're not going to read 5,300 comments. But the amount of support she got for posting this and the amount of support she got from Bachelor Nation and just everybody was overwhelming. And I think she realizes now this is what she needed to do. And um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with what she did here. Now, scrolling down, there was, I mean, more on Saturday, there was something going on there where somebody came in and said that Kelsey's account was hacked. I tell you what, I don't buy that for a second. And there's no way for her to prove it was hacked. It's a very easy thing to say. If you send out a stupid tweet or you send out a stupid caption like that, something, you know, racist or hurtful like that is, and to be like, oh, I was I was hacked. Really? Kelsey Guiney from Saskatoon, Canada who with 6,300 followers would ha- was hacked, and that person just happened to want to go to Emily Maynard's page and comment about her son with Down syndrome? Yeah, probably not. We're not stupid. I know someone's trying to defend this Kelsey woman, but please, don't insult our intelligence. <laughs> you weren't hacked. Just, no, I don't buy that for a second. And you can't prove you were hacked, so don't even try. There's no way this woman was hacked, and that's how the comment came across. No chance. Sorry, don't buy it. And if you were hacked, why are you deleting your Facebook page now? And why did you go from public to private? I understand you're probably getting a bunch of messages. Good. Hopefully it gets you off social media. Who knows? Because someone like this, I don't know. Someone needs to get to her. Maybe fans got to her enough. Maybe fans bugged her enough. If I'm her, you know, I you know, I don't even think an apology to Emily at this point would even do anything. Because it because she wrote that for a reason. Her coming like I would just even if she did apologize to Emily, if I'm Emily, I'd be like, why? You're only apologizing because you're getting crucified online. What would make you say that in the first place? I mean, shit, even if this woman decides to donate uh, to uh, a Down syndrome charity uh, on behalf of Emily's son, I'm sorry, that still wouldn't do anything for me. Because it already shows me where your thought process lies. You know, all you can do is hope this person gets better and learns from it. But right away, would I believe that this person is suddenly all of a sudden realized, oh, you know, no, 
they saw a video of Emily with her son with Down syndrome and decided to write that. That's some serious deep-rooted issues that isn't going to be fixed because a bunch of people attack you. Just sad. I'm so glad Emily did what she did, but, you know, Kelsey Guiney, you're disgusting. And finally, if you saw my Instagram stories last night, you know that I took my niece to see the Barbie movie. I consider myself a fairly intelligent man. I have a bachelor's in communications from Loyola Marymount University. I feel like I grasp not everything, but certain things. I know you want my review of the Barbie movie. And I know people still want to see it. This was his opening weekend. So I know people still want to see it. I'm not going to talk about plot points or anything like that. I don't want to give anything away. Not that this is some murder mystery or anything like that or something you really have to put a lot of deep thought into. And that's the other thing I kind of want to get at with this. Like, can we stop with the think pieces on this movie? It was a PG movie about a doll that was popular in the 80s. Let's stop with this political nonsense regarding it okay if you're clamoring for this movie to be canceled you're an idiot it's a movie get over it there's nothing political about it there's nothing racist about it i I just that just blows my mind here's what i'll say about the movie after watching it i'm so I'm so confused. (laughs) Not confused about the plot. Not confused about the movie. It was just weird. It was weird. It was bizarre. I'm sitting there watching it going, what am I watching? (laughs) And and like I said, I'm not going to get into the plot points or anything like that. I was just like, it's, you know, it's very colorful. It's very, um, there's musical numbers in it. Like, it's a fun movie. Did I have anything pink on attending the movie? No. Did 90% of the people sitting in the theater that I was have something pink on? Yes. I didn't quite. I mean, I guess it's no different than going to a Taylor Swift concert. Like people, you know, you've seen all the people that go to Taylor Swift concerts and dressing up like Taylor. Like they just did the same thing for the Barbie movie. They wore pink. Wasn't my cup of tea, but hey, that's not. This movie isn't for 48-year-old men, okay? Let me just put it that way. The only men that were in that theater were husbands, boyfriends, or uncles like myself. So my my thoughts were it was just like it was just it's a movie. I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not putting a lot of deep thought into it and the message that it's sending to our ch- Good god, get over yourselves. It's a fucking movie. It's a PG movie about a doll. Like, I get that there is a message in it, yes. But let's not just go so deep to where, yes, there are people out there picketing and wanting to cancel this movie. Like, come on, get over yourselves. But for me, just watching the movie, it was just weird. It was silly. It was corny. It was weird. It was bizarre. It was just, you know, there were some good parts. There were some funny lines. 
but I'm just not going to sit here and get worked up over it. It's just not worth it. You just have to go see it for yourself. As plenty of people did, considering it brought in $155 million this weekend. Estimates were it was going to draw between 90 and 110 domestically, and it brought in 155. It doubled what Oppenheimer made. Now, I get it. Any PG movie, you have a way bigger audience to draw from because you can get kids. I believe Oppenheimer is R. I'm assuming it is. Yeah. So you're just not going to get as many on an R-rated opening. It's just not going to happen because you can get kids and adults to this thing. And the only way kids can get in the movie is if they come with their parents. So it's almost like, yeah, but to get $155 million in opening weekend for a movie about a doll that was popular 30 or 40 years ago. I mean, I know Barbie is still around today, but I feel it was more popular in the 80s, like when I was growing up. I know there are still plenty of Barbies out there, Barbie dolls and Ken dolls or whatever. But I feel like for young girls, I feel like the princess thing has kind of taken over. When I see, you know, people talk, you know, people post about their kids all the time. And I and I see that Instagram stories, anybody out there that has young girls between the ages of, you know, three or two and three and I don't know, six, seven years old. I feel like I see way more stuff about them being into princesses than I do see them playing with Barbie dolls. Just seems like it's almost an outdated toy versus they love the Elsa's. They love Ariel, you know which totally understandable. Like those movies are really, um, those movies are really good. Number one. And number two, I I could just see why a anywhere between a two and a seven year old would really like a character like that. Barbie's just, you know, plastic doll that you can dress up, you know, and kids still play with dolls. I just feel like in, in the, in the age that we're in now, the era that we're in now, the social media world that we're in now, it's more about like, the movie stuff. And now that Barbie movie is out there, maybe it's going to like kind of bring Barbie back to the table and she'll become popular again. I don't know, but let's not overthink anything that happened in this movie. Let's not start doing the whole cancel culture war over this silliness. It's a PG movie about a doll that they made into a movie. They made it fun. They made it musical has a little bit of a women empowerment message to it. I get it. But it wasn't like this. It shouldn't be causing any sort of overreaction, which it certainly is, by you-know-who out there. That's just utterly ridiculous to me. You know? It's Barbie. Come on. Let's lighten up. Anyway, um, that's my review. Silly, corny, weird, bizarre, funny lines, very colorful, dance numbers, just go enjoy yourself for 90 minutes, you know? It's not the most overly complicated plot. <laughs> but there are times where I was watching it, and I'm like, what? what is going on here? <laughs> what is happening here? What am, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> but yeah, my niece enjoyed it. She's 19, and she wasn't even a Barbie. She wasn't into Barbie. She was into the princesses when she was younger. So, But she liked it. So, and it could be a, like a whole TikTok world and everybody sees the TikToks on it and a, almost a FOMO thing for her because her friends are watching it and everybody, you know, made a shit ton of money this weekend. I think that's maybe why she liked it more than she, you know, probably when she thinks about it, but she enjoyed it. 
So, yeah, let's just not get carried away about anything deep regarding this movie because there's nothing deep here. It's just a movie, people. A PG one at that that doesn't have any sort of undertones of anything. It's just someone decided to make a movie about an 80s doll and brought them to life with real people and just having fun. (laughs) Just go enjoy yourself for 90 minutes, you know? Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Please, uh, you know, rate and review if you'd like. That certainly helps the podcast as well. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. You can check that out, too. Thank you all again for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!